Maine's Political Pulse podcast is made possible in part by Lee Auto Malls, featuring the new Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE plug-in hybrid at locations in Auburn and Westbrook. LeeAuto.com. You're listening to Maine's Political Pulse. I'm Robbie Feinberg, joined by Maine Public's chief political correspondent, Steve Missler. As you've likely heard, Maine Secretary of State Shenna Bellows has issued an explosive decision that says Donald Trump is ineligible for next year's presidential primary ballot. The Democrats' decision makes Maine the second state where officials have sought to block the former president and current GOP frontrunner from the 2024 Republican primary. Colorado is the other state, and in both instances, the reason for denying Trump ballot access is grounded in his role in provoking the riots at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. Now, Steve, before we get to the reasons Secretary Bellows cited for her decision, can you first explain why she's making this decision in the first place? It seems like the courts in other states have been making these determinations, not necessarily a secretary of state. Yeah, that's right, Robbie. In other instances, secretaries of state have either deferred to the courts or they've actually been defendants in legal challenges to Trump's ballot access. But Maine law requires its top election official, in this case Bellows, to weigh challenges to ballot access. And that's what happened here. A group of petitioners argued that Trump is ineligible for the ballot because of his role in January 6, the stolen election falsehoods and encouraging his supporters to march on the Capitol and stop the 2020 election certification by Congress. And so Bellows weighed those arguments, along with counter-arguments from Trump's attorneys during an evidentiary hearing two weeks ago, and then subsequent written arguments that were filed over the past week or so. And her ruling is based off of that process. I see. So so Bellows was playing a quasi-judicial role in this? Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it, Robbie. Although, Trump's attorneys argued repeatedly that Bellows doesn't have the authority to remove candidates from the ballot, much less interpret the constitutional questions at issue here. Steve, let's get into these arguments a bit because the crux of Bellows' ruling is about Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, the the so-called insurrection clause. Why is that so crucial here? So like challenges in other states, Robbie, the ruling really turns on an interpretation of a constitutional provision that was put in place after the Civil War to bar participants or sympathizers of the Confederacy from holding office. In Bellows' ruling, she says Trump is ineligible for the main ballot because he violated that provision, which specifically mentions insurrection. And that's because, in her view, he incited the riots at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, and she's the first Secretary of State in the country to make that determination. I am mindful that no secretary of state has ever deprived a presidential candidate of ballot access based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. I'm also mindful, however, that no presidential candidate has ever before engaged in insurrection. Okay, so in Bellow's view, Trump has violated that section of the U.S. Constitution. And, And if I'm not mistaken, that's what the Colorado Supreme Court also determined just last week. So are these two decisions tied together in any way? Well, they are in the sense that they're leaning on a similar interpretation of the 14th Amendment. But they're also tied together, Robbie, because they assert that states have the authority to make these determinations. Trump's legal team disputes that reading, and it's expected to file an appeal like the one filed just Wednesday by the Colorado State Republican Party. They're hoping that that appeal will reach the U.S. Supreme Court. A decision there 
uh, will affect the Colorado and Maine case and any other state that makes a similar determination. In fact, uh, Bellows's ruling specifically mentions the Colorado court decision and suggests that the fate of the two decisions are linked. And she also suspended her ruling until state superior court reviews the matter, because that's another avenue for appeal uh, to Trump's attorneys here. Yeah. And do you think a superior court review is imminent here? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, an appeal is is all but certain here. Trump's campaign called the ruling atrocious while slamming Bellows as a radical partisan, you know, sort of hell bent on blocking President Biden's expected challenger from the ballot. Um, we're hearing similar characterizations throughout the main Republican Party and national conservative activists as well. They say the decision is anti-democratic and legally unsound. So expect those arguments to appear in an upcoming appeal. And how are Maine Republicans reacting to this? I think about the interesting political dynamics that we have here. President Biden carried Maine in 2020, but Trump is popular in the state's second congressional district, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, Trump won Maine's second congressional district here twice in 2020 and in 2016, and he was able to secure an electoral vote both times because of the unique way that Maine allocates its electoral votes. So needless to say, uh, Republicans here are incensed. Uh, Some are calling it a partisan sham. Some are even uh, trying to draft articles of impeachment to to remove Bellows from office, the effect of which would probably fail because they just don't have the votes in the Democratic-controlled legislature to, to pass such a thing. But, you know, that's how serious they're taking it. And Bellows, for her part, says partisan affiliation had no bearing on her review of the evidence and that Trump's actions compelled her to act. The evidence before me demonstrated that those events occurred at the behest of and with the knowledge and support of the outgoing president. And the United States Constitution does not tolerate an assault on the foundations of our government. And so, Robbie, that's how Bellows is viewing her role here. Uh, Republicans counter that she's overstepped and that someone who was elected by the Democratic-controlled legislature has no business blocking an opposing party's standard bearer from the primary ballot. And that is Maine Public's chief political correspondent, Steve Missler. Thanks again, Steve. You bet. And thank you for joining us for Maine's Political Pulse. You can also sign up for our newsletter online at mainepublic.org pulse. Our music is by Rob Holt. I'm Robbie Feinberg. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon on Maine's Political Pulse.